everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. On today's episode, I welcome in Hale Dwoskin, who is the founder of Sedona Training Associates and the author of the widely acclaimed book, The Sedona Method. And we really get deep into how people can let go and alleviate a lot of suffering that they have in their life. He even does a really unique practice uh, during the episode that I thought was really cool that I think could help people right away with letting go and moving forward in a better light. So I hope you all enjoyed this conversation I have with Hale. And without further ado, please welcome in Hale Dwoskin. Hale, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you. Nice to chat with you. Oh, it's nice to be here. I'm excited for this conversation. You know, it's something especially over the last few years, I've really dove into, you know, how to, how to go internal and how to like figure out some of the challenges I've had in my life, look back at childhood, yes. you know, kind of figure out all this stuff. And when I came across, you know, the, the Sedona method and the stuff you've been doing for a lot of years, I thought it really aligned well with a lot of things I've been researching and discovering. So I was like, this could be a really fun conversation, um, especially for folks getting started, because I know that the fear and anxiety and the stresses of actually doing something outside of the norm, maybe what you grew up with, that could, you know, kind of sidestep us and move us away from actually what we want to do, you know, kind of maybe uh, stifle us, if you will. So it seems like oh, a lot of what you're doing absolutely. helps us actually get out of that, which is cool. So, Yes, yes. And, and yes, and there's this natural f uh, fear that most people carry of anything that's unknown because we think we know what our world is all about. We don't really pay attention to the fact that even the things that we think we know, we don't really know. Most of it's hearsay or past experience as opposed to just genuinely responding to what's happening now. So taking the risk with something like this, which is more about improving yourself, is no more risky than your daily life. Yeah. Because if you're really honest with yourself and you look at what you really know about what you, what's going on every day, it's not much. And even if you drill down on that, even you don't, you're not 100% sure everybody else agrees it's that way or your parents told you it was that way or society told you it was this way. And so there's actually um, a sense of liberation that comes just from challenging the norm a little bit and going, well, I don't know if just doing it the way everybody else does it is exactly the best thing to do. I, I know it seems like the safe thing to do, but we, I, you know, the lemmings that follow each other off the cliff, it seems like a yeah. safe thing to be doing. Right. <laughs> but, Maybe it's not that safe. <laughs> Until you get to that point of falling off the cliff and you're like, gosh, that, that wasn't maybe the right decision to follow the herd. No, no, you know? <laughs> but you were following the, the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting on that note is like how we take, well, one, and I definitely want to dive into the childhood stuff, but like how we do look at others and we're like, oh, they have this or, oh, they're doing it that way. Maybe that's the best way to do it. But not. Th this is something that took me a long time to realize was like, even if someone seems similar, their life path is so different. The way they were yes. brought up is different. The people that are around them are different. So their mentality, the way they think, the, the way they've accomplished things are totally different. So I can't, although I can maybe relate, at the end of the day, it's a totally different path. 
So I do have to only look at myself. That's the only way I can actually truly make a, a analysis, if you will, of where I could go, right? Would you agree I, I, with well, that? Well, not only that, but you don't, you can't really tell what someone's experiencing from the outside. You get, I mean, you, you maybe know one or two percent, mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, and that, the story of where someone's at, it may have absolutely nothing to do with what what's being experienced mm. nothing yeah i mean to you looking at someone who seems to be successful or seems to have their act together or looking at someone who seems to be a mess mm. the one who seems to be a mess actually could be thriving and the one who seems to have everything together they could be in really bad shape mm. so we can't really tell from the outside and so it's just it's just making assumptions about something again you don't really know much about so the best uh, way to proceed is following your own inner advice your own where your own and clear reason and intuitive knowingness is guiding you and it doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong because ultimately there is no right or wrong there's just what's happening right it isn't inherently right or wrong because you can put 30 people in the same situation and the exact same thing, external circumstances may happen in, in or as close as you can get, because it's never exact. And you half could interpret it as bad, and the other half can interpret it as good, because everyone's experiencing life through their own unique filters and, and assuming that they're a separate individual, that life it, this is my life, not just life itself. And that's a very isolated position to view everything as separate from me and it's my life and I have to make my life work. And if I don't, I'm in trouble. But what if life is living itself? What if this is just what's spontaneously happening already? And from that perspective, it can be seen that all is well. And if you feel inclined to do a particular thing to help yourself, rather than trying to second guess and make sure or whatever, just go for it. And if you don't, that's fine too. <laughs> well, I, and that's maybe, I wanna dive into that a little bit deeper because that's where I, I think, I, I know myself personally, but I know a lot of folks I've worked with, it's that, okay, I wanna do something, but for some reason, it's that making that jump, it's going over the hurdle. Like you talked about earlier, having that discomfort a little bit, yes. it's very hard to, to move forward because we have all these preconceived notions. So is there, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like how do you help people see almost like a different, a different path where they've never experienced oh, that before? Uh, well, that's, that's what the whole Sedona method is about. Yeah. It's about helping you dissolve the, the sense of limitation that you think is natural. You know, you think because I haven't done it, I can't do it. Well, not you personally, but yeah. people listening might think, oh, or if I've not succeeded at this in the past, that means I won't succeed the next time. Mm -hmm. Or this person doesn't like me, so why even ask them on a date? Yeah. Or, uh, you know, the, it's a terrible market, so I, I shouldn't invest. Or it's a great market, so I should. All those assumptions we make, are are just assumptions 
And so we're going to do whatever we're going to do. And the thing to do is just let go of whatever inside of us is, is appearing to hold ourselves back. And the more we do that, the more we find that life is just simply unfolding naturally and spontaneously. And you'll find yourself naturally saying, doing, expressing in ways that are beneficial. And the more there's a letting go, the more there's just life living itself. There isn't you having a life, there's just life. And life includes everything. So it includes the, the success and the failure. And many people will tell you that uh, you need to fail a little to succeed. Certainly been this body mind's experience. Not everything I've ever done worked the first time. Right. But thank goodness for Edison, even though we've switched to LEDs now, we don't use the bulbs that he created. Right. Uh, but it was on the 10,000th 10, 10, experiment, supposedly, that he discovered how to make it work. How many of us are willing to fail 9,999 times <laughs> before we get the goal? And at the, but at the same time, as you let go, you, you're tipping the odds in your favor. The more you let go, the quieter your mind gets, the, the less your your emotions about what was or, or what what could be get in the way of recognizing what is and there's this natural alignment that happens as you let go because you're you're just opening yourself to what actually is and even when we seem to be in a challenging situation solutions are always contained in every challenge and it's usually a lot simpler than we think and again the best way to find that simplicity is to just be and just let go of whatever is apparently in the way so and and i want to kind of define this to, to help everyone when you say let go are you meaning like forget about it altogether? Or are you meaning acceptance that it exists, but we're going to live with it? What, what is your kind of definition when you say let go? Well, actually, neither of those. Okay. Uh, it, it's not forgetting about it. That's huge for most of us. We, we try to do that in anything that feels uncomfortable. We try to escape it, suppress it, move away from it. And that's not right or wrong or good or bad, but it's not advantageous. When, you try, when you're trying to move away from it, or suppress it, it's, it's still there. It's just you're no longer paying attention and it can trip you up. And it's also not resigning yourself to, well, it's this way and there's nothing I can do about it. That's not letting go either. So I'm glad you brought both of those up because it's the opposite of that, of both of those actually. When you let go, possibilities open up. The ability to recognize what's necessary and what isn't opens up. When you let go, you put down the, the, all the burdens you're carrying from the past that sometimes you feel heavy at the end of the day. It's because you're carrying around everything that happened during that day. day. And also, all the stuff you're carrying around about what did or didn't work about the past, for most of us, they become blinders. 
we see the world through our preconceived notions. And unfortunately, older doesn't always mean wiser. It just means older. Right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, sometimes there's a, there's a wisdom that's gained through age. But if you look around, is, are, does everyone you know who seems who, who's older um, by, by date wiser? No, uh, right. <laughs> not necessarily. So the, the wisdom is a, is a function of just being your authentically real, authentically you, and letting go of everything else. Well, and it has nothing to do with how old you are. Well, yeah, because on that point, right, is you might, just because you're older, you might be repeating the same mistakes for a longer period of time. So in fact, you're, the wisdom's not there. You're just continually, you know, that definition of insanity, right? <laughs> yeah, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Right. Yeah. But I think yeah. it is the person that is able to uncover, like you're saying, or let go and kind of open up a new realm that they never experienced, although it's difficult. Exactly. Exactly. You break out of the patterns. Yeah. And, or, or you recognize that the patterns don't have any control over you, either way. And the, what happens is there's a, a clear seeing that happens. The, the, the patterns are, are like filters. You're looking through them. And yes, if you keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result, yes, that's insanity. But for most of us, <laughs> that's just life. Right. <laughs> We're good. You know, this hasn't worked for years, but I'm still doing it. Yeah. I know if I will, maybe another decade, it will work. Uh, and we don't even have that much thought process. If we did, we'd probably catch ourselves. Wait a minute, this isn't working and I'm still doing it. But most of us, it's just, we live very much like, like robots. We're automatons. We've, we've always done it this way and we don't challenge because we've always done it this way. We don't challenge it. And challenging it may be a little uncomfortable in the beginning because there is a momentum be behind the habit patterns. But the, 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 the openness, the, the letting go, the possibility, the expansion that comes from, from being willing to re-examine our assumptions far outweighs the momentary discomfort. Mm -hmm. And besides which, you can let go of the discomfort too. Yeah. Discomfort can be released. Again, that's what the whole Sedona method is about. I want to get into that a little bit more. I'm, I'm kind of curious just because you've been doing this for a lot of years, when did, what was, when was the aha moment for you of, of oh, the letting go? I lost track. I lost track. <laughs> Again, the, the biggest, the, the first aha was actually the, the course used to be taught in the seventies when I did it over two weekends, uh, kind of following the S model, although it was nothing like it. It was just sitting around the table and, doing this inner process and getting support and doing it. So it was very simple and gentle. But the first aha I had is that one is that it worked. And the second one was, oh, wow, this is what I was going to be doing for the rest for the rest of my life. I knew I was going to dedicate my life to this work. And that was surprising. I was only 22 years old. And to have that 
recognition that young and you know i'm now uh how old am i 69 and it's never wavered uh, and the reason it's never wavered is because even after decades of doing this it not only keeps supporting this particular body mind but i see the often miraculous results of people who do this all over the world so just persists <laughs> what when did like you said you showed up at a for a couple weeks like what made you actually go there oh that's an interesting story i was i organized a seminar i was organizing a seminar for a man named leonard Orr called the one year seminar it actually met once a month for a year mm -hmm. and uh but people could come and go and they often did and uh lester levinson the man who who inspired this work came as a guest to the seminar uh, on leonard's invitation and i didn't even notice him in the seminar but leonard and i and the other organizer and lester went out to lunch together and just sitting with him it wasn't a, so much what he said just sitting with him there was this obvious sense of no longer seeking this obvious peace and love mm. and uh i asked him what he did and he said well we teach something called uh, the sedona method actually at the time it was called mind freedom mm. and it sounded good to me and i uh i signed up sight unseen i figured if it could give me just a little bit of what he was a living embodiment of i wanted that and Lester Levinson basically is a man who, who faced some of life's deepest challenges head on and including um, having a second coronary and the doctors giving him just weeks to live. And he decided to go back to the lab within himself and he discovered that this is all releasable and his body healed even though he wasn't trying to heal the body and he there was this sense of peace that never left him and he lived another 42 years after the the doctors gave him weeks to live and then back to this the story about this body that there there have been so many insights i in 1977 right, right after doing the sedona method i lived in new york city i was in um times square and it was dark and it was dangerous back then they hadn't been gentrified uh and i don't know how i think i was coming back from the theater i cannot remember but i do remember that there the sense of separate separation dropped away and i was walking in this very dangerous situation feeling completely at ease completely at peace and knowing that that there was no real danger and that was in 77 obviously there wasn't <laughs> uh, and then through the years there have been many things that seemed insurmountable that just dropped away and then there'd be a recognition all oh, that never really was a, pro a problem it just seemed to be and more recently there since the the 90s there's the sense of being a separate individual has been dropping away in chunks and now there's 
there's just this, whatever is apparently happening. It's not happening to someone, it's just happening. And so there have been many gifts through the years, including a, a deep sense of gratitude for the fact that this particular body-mind has been used in this way. It, I, I feel kind of deeply humbled that this body-mind has been used to, to get this message to hundreds of thousands of people around the world. So it's been a fun ride. Well, yeah, and it sounds like obviously a unique journey that you've, I mean, I'm sure that there's, we could probably sit here for 10 hours. You could tell story upon story of kind of all these oh, different yes, things, yes. right? How though, so all that, that you've learned in the you know 40 years or what have you, if someone were trying to get started today, like with the Sedona method, they wanted to improve their life. Is there things that maybe you would do differently now than you started with yourself? I'm just kind of curious. You're learning even through it. Oh, like, yeah. yeah it's the, that's, when I learned the Sedona method, there was just one way of letting go, just just deciding to drop it. And then, uh, and when Lester gave me the, the, the uh, teachings, the, the copyrights in the early 90s, that, there was only one way of letting go. And then, but he said to me, you know, this is not fully formed. It's going to continue to form. As, as you get it out to the world and be open to that. Mm -hmm. So since then, what's happened is it's gotten uh, simpler and more direct. And it's the ways of letting go have expanded there. So one way of letting go, say this is, this is a, a, a problem mm -hmm. that you're trying to get rid of. And your hand represents your gut or your awareness. And this represents your fear, your, this object in your hand represents your fear, your frustration, anything that, that is not serving you. And if you want, you can do this with me, those of you listening at home. Pick an object up and hold it in your hand. I want to do it with so, you as we're talking. Yeah. So if you did this, uh, and now grip it really tightly. Now, if you did this long enough, it would start to feel really uncomfortable, but actually really familiar. So that's enough gripping. Roll it around in your hand. Now, is this object attached to your hand? Obviously not. But if you think about most of the things that you struggle with, they feel like they are you. It's even in our language with emotion. We don't usually say, I feel sad. We say, I'm sad. You don't say, I feel angry. We say, I'm angry. Yeah. We, we become the problem, whatever it is. So now grip the object really loosely with your hand. Turn your hand upside down and just let go of it. That's how, that's how easy it can be to let go. Well, another way of letting go is just welcoming or allowing it. If you just open to whatever's actually happening, our, our reflexive sense is to close down around it, shut down. And what happens when you do that is you're only holding the pain in. It doesn't really uh, protect you in any way. You just become a better target. And then another way of letting go is we usually live life on the surface. We take everything for granted. And we don't really look more deeply at what's actually here. And if you look through the surface of any problem or emotion, at first it may seem more intense, but very quickly you'll get to, you'll recognize that this is actually much ado about nothing. 
this is just space or just love or light. And so if you dive through any emotion, what's revealed is boundlessness. And then also everything that is experienced in life, me and you, here and there, right and wrong, good and bad, arises based on duality, on separation, on polarities. And these polarities are completely artificial. Like heads and tails of a coin is still just a coin. Right. But we think heads is really separate from tails. That's how we live our lives. And so when you, when you welcome both sides of any polarity, they, they merge and then disappear. It's like bringing matter and antimatter together, a positive and negative charge. And then the, the other thing that we explore is something we call the fifth way, which is learning how to recognize that this isn't as personal as it seems. It's not all about you. It just seems that way. And you can even discover that there isn't really a you that's separate from life. There is just life. And that life is all and is limitless, boundless, timeless, ever free. Yeah, and I think about like when you're speaking about that, especially that last point there, the, the fifth way, it's, it's almost like when we get into arguments with people, we do take it personal, but a lot of it's a, a trigger from, again, childhood, things maybe that we've held on to, things that we think yes, are, yes. you know, identify us in a, in a certain way, right? Yes, we live as though we are our story. You know, my, the events that happened to me, I was born at a certain time, I'm going to die at a certain age, I have these relationships, on and on and on. And this story is just a story. First off, it's not really about you, it's about the body. You aren't just a body. There's, there's so much more than just body. But we live as though we are a body. And then we, the story of the body becomes our story. And we live as though we're, we're bound by time, that we're going somewhere. And because we're always going somewhere, we miss that this is already wholeness, yeah. is already complete. This is already boundless. Just the two of us sitting here having this conversation. There is boundlessness chatting with boundlessness. Mm -hmm. The people listening are boundlessness listening to boundlessness chat with boundlessness. Right. It just appears much more complex than that, but it's, it's actually quite simple. And so, yes, of course, in the story of me, there can be traumatic things that happen in the past, but so what? First off, that's releasable. You can let that go. No matter how long ago it was, or no matter how traumatic it was. I've worked with people with PTSD. I've worked with people who were severely abused. I've worked with people who lost loved ones at a very early age or who had parents who weren't as loving as maybe they could have been. And all of that can dissolve. It's not magic. It's just that if you persistently 
address these things and, and let go, even long-standing patterns can drop away. Mm. It can seem magical at times because often we don't think there's this way out. We just think that we're stuck. Yeah. And when, when you do a simple process and, and something just dissolves and then never comes back, it can be revolutionary. Yeah. So on that note, how, because I'm thinking about this from like a, a practice standpoint, sure. and maybe you can share your practice or how you've done it, or maybe how that's evolved. Because um, I think about like, I journal a lot. What's actually kind of funny, as I thought about this as I was, we're setting this up is, so I created my own journal like a year ago, two years ago, yes. something like that. And one of the four questions I asked myself is what can you let go of? Now, I was jokingly started that from, you know, the the movie Frozen, you know, she's like, let it go, you know, the, so, which is kind of funny that, you know, we're talking about this, but it is interesting, like even just writing a few sentences of like, what's on my mind at night helps me go to sleep better. Oh, absolutely. Just, just putting yes. it out there into the world, you know? Absolutely. Journaling is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, w w expressing our emotions is does take some of the pressure off it can be a relief mm -hmm. that's why it's so helpful to share for instance if we're in a relationship with our partner what we're thinking and feeling yeah. it takes a load off and that's why their therapy is so effective you're just sharing whether you're sharing it with a piece of paper or in a digital journal or with a friend or a relative or a therapist it's very helpful uh, so on one end one and what we do with emotions is we express them and that can also be a mixed bag because sometimes we express things that get us deeper into trouble right. <laughs> that don't really relieve anything. It just exacerbates everything. Right. And then on the other hand, we suppress, we deny, we, we try to get away from. In between those two, the balancing point is letting go. And uh, if you want, what, we have, I think we have enough time for us to do a, a brief process that, um, that will give people, this is not the entire uh, Sedona method. It's just a little mm -hmm. sample. It's one of the first things we teach people just so they can get in the habit of letting go. And I often share it when I do interviews because just from this, we've had people let go of fears and phobias and breakthrough in their level of success let go of unhealthy relationships, find the perfect someone. I mean, just amazing things. And we've had people just have that sense of separate individuality just drop away. And it makes no sense because it's so simple. Right. So let me tell you what I'm going to do so it's not a surprise. Okay. And then I'll take us all through it. Uh, uh, Brian, you don't have to answer because this is more of a group process. Okay, perfect. I'll just do it two or three times just so people can get a sense of it. But first I'll tell you what it is. So the first thing is we'll, we'll focus on just anything that we're wanting to change or improve in our lives. That almost always has some charge on it. And so we'll focus on that. And then the next thing we'll do is we'll welcome or allow whatever is arising, looking at that challenge. And then, then we'll, I'll ask these three simple questions. The first question is, could you let it go? And 
if you were able to imagine dropping the object or you actually did drop the object when I gave that example earlier, then I know you can. And I've yet to meet someone who can't. And again, I've been doing this since 1976. <laughs> so I have a pretty strong certainty that anyone can do this. Uh, the next question is, uh, would you let it go? Would you just means, are you willing to? And if you're, I hope you do this on your own too. So if you're ever doing this on your own, those of you who are listening to this, if you're struggling a little bit, just ask, take a pause and just ask yourself, would I rather hold on to the suffering or, or, uh, or this problem? Or would I rather just let go and, and have my goal? Usually, that's a simple, yeah, I think I'd rather let go and have my goal. <laughs> and, and last question is when, and when is just an invitation to decide to do it now. And you might find you'll let go a little bit on could you, would you, and when. Or you may save it up to when. And also you may even find that you let go a lot just on welcoming or allowing whatever you're feeling. Because again, that's another way of letting go. So let's, uh, let's just go through the process a few times so people can get more of an experiential mm -hmm. sense. And don't overthink this. Don't try to not think, but don't overthink this. As best you can, just follow your, your heart as opposed to your head, although there's really no difference, but it's, it's a figure of speech. And so um, let's, uh, let's do the, pro the process. And this is something that all of you can, uh, everyone listening can experiment when we're done on your own as, as much as you'd like. So, so could you just in a, for a moment pause or stop? And just notice what is. And or just simply be. And then could you allow yourself to think of your life and see if there's something that either you're wanting to change or improve. And then just notice what comes up in response to that. And could you just welcome or allow the response, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And then if there's a little contraction mixed in with that response, could you just welcome that too? And then as best you can, just for now, could you let that go? Just could you? Would you? When? Now you may have noticed a change from that or maybe you didn't, but that's okay. Let's run through it at least one more time. Again, allow yourself to focus on that same thing or anything else where there's some stress or tension. And could you just welcome or allow or be present with whatever's arising? 
And then as best you can, just for now, could you let it go? Just could you? Would you? When? And let's just do it one more time. Again, focus on any remaining holding on or holding back. And could you just allow it or welcome it? Be present with it. And then as best you can, just for now, could you let it go? Just could you? Would you? When? Okay, good. Now, if you're doing this on your own, you would keep doing it until you got the relief you wanted. And you'd find as the more you do it, the easier it gets. And plus, once you start letting go, you'll find that you'll start doing that more and more spontaneously, even without using any kind of practice or process. Do you recommend when, and by the way, thank you for doing that. That was really, that was really neat just to kind of get in the moment there. Um, when you're going through this, do you recommend folks like schedule a timeout, like try to make it more part of a routine or is it just, hey, whenever something pops up, give yourself a moment. What's been, yes. what have you found at least works best? Yes. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> some people, yeah. Some people like having a discipline around it. Yeah. And the only caution I have about discipline is sometimes it becomes uh, a stick. Because if you miss the time, mm -hmm. then you're bad and etc. Or it becomes something you feel like you have to do, mm -hmm. you must do, you should do. And <laughs> most of the time when that happens, there's a little F you that comes from that. I don't want to do it. Don't tell me what to do. Right. <laughs> but it can, those of you who are, if you are, are a disciplined person and you like having a discipline, then yes, schedule times. But, but what's most effective for, for most people is to just from time to time, when they remember, just let go as best they can. Uh, and so, yes, maybe more discipline in the beginning just to get in the habit of doing it. But over time, it just becomes more and more second nature. So just follow your heart with that. There, I wouldn't ha make up a rule necessarily. Okay. The other clarification on the when, is that more of a, you know, is the goal to say to yourself, well, I'm, I'm just not going to think about it, or I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of let it go now? Or is, there, is, is it helpful to say, like, almost like put, uh, if it's a certain thing, depending on what it is, where it's like a time like to put down, hey, by next week, like I'm, like I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of curious what the yeah, way. no, no, that's interesting. I, I honestly, it what scheduling it doesn't work. You'll forget it. <laughs> but the when is an invitation to decide to do it now, but it's also an invitation to be honest with yourself. You might recognize in that moment, you know, I don't really want to let go until they change, right. and in in recognizing that, you might go, wait a minute. If I'm waiting for them to change, I could wait a while. <laughs> so maybe now is a good time to let go. So I've seen people let go 
profoundly saying no to could you let it go would you no when never but they still let go so it's not a so much about the uh, uh, verbal response as it is to the inner response often people will find that the when just spontaneously causes a relaxation or the could you does or the would you or all three yeah, and, and the way you're explaining this is I, I kind of relate it, and maybe I'm off here, but hopefully we're at least on the same on the same uh, map, is when I do a lot of meditation, it gives me a chance to almost have a, an extra few seconds, it feels like, to make a decision. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it makes me more present. It seems like going through this is a, is a similar, like, it almost makes you think in the moment, wait a minute, am I, am I holding on to this and I shouldn't be? Like, you almost said it, it triggers you in a positive way. Is that is that the goal here? Uh, that's part of what happens, absolutely. It, it, there's a more of a dis sense of discernment in life. Mm -hmm. There's a clarity. There's an ease. There's a relaxation. There's an openness to what actually is happening. All that happens spontaneously. In fact, it's the, the results uh, from just a few minutes of releasing, people often find is just as profound as a half an hour of meditation. Mm. And most people can have a few, can carve out two or three minutes. Whereas, and a two, th two or three minute meditation might not do much for most people. Mm. But two or three minutes of, of releasing can be revolutionary. You can be about to make a phone call and feel really nervous and then spend two minutes releasing and feel calm. And then the phone call obviously goes very differently. So, and at the same time, the more you release, the more you take this sense of uh, ease and clarity into every experience or everything that the body mind is doing. So, and it becomes a self-reinforcing loop. Yeah. The more you let go, the better you feel, the queerer you are, the more you wanna let go, the more you see the benefit the more the benefits come. And that, uh, that's part of the reason that I, I know, I have friends who've been doing this as long as I have. Yeah. Uh, and many people find that they, that it just gets deeper and easier, more profound, and the benefits just get more profound too. The, the longer you, you engage in letting go as opposed to suppressing. Yeah. Or, or denying. And one last clarification, I just want to make sure it can folks do this without would you prefer them if they wrote it down? Does it make it more real or in their no. minds fine just as well? No, but it, unless you're a type of person that that's helpful to that one of the practices that people do with releasing is they can do something called writing releasing. So they write down what they think the issue is. And that's the first step that you don't stop there. Then you check. So how do I feel about that? And then you let go of the feeling and then you cross it out. The feeling, not the, the thing you wrote, mm -hmm. just the feeling. And that people can find that very helpful because it's almost like someone you're, you have, you're relating to the paper, like a, a releasing bunny. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, at the same time, it's just as effective if you just do it internally without writing anything down. And it's also very helpful 
once you get into this, if you have friends who are doing it too, it's very helpful to ask each other the releasing questions. Mm. And it can be a lot of fun. And plus, when you're asking someone else the releasing questions, you find that you let go asking them, even without you thinking about your issue, you just spontaneously let go as you're asking them the questions. Yeah. And so it becomes the, the, the partnership uh, is, uh, is very supportive. Mm. And it's also a wonderful thing to bring in to relationships, as long as it's mutual. Don't try to force your partner to do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. Is, is there anything to kind of wrap up our conversation? Any maybe new learnings you have? Anything you want to share with the audience that you've been thinking about? Well, just, just first off, just be open at least to the possibility that feelings are just feelings. Mm -hmm. They're not facts, and they're not you, and you can let them go. And then also be open at least to the possibility that this, whatever is apparently happening, is already boundlessness, is already freedom, is already enough, with or without feelings, including all the feelings, mm -hmm. including all the challenges, and all the, the successes. And being open that this is enough, even just a little, that also has a profound effect on, on life. And so uh, I, I, I think that's enough to leave everybody with. That's awesome. And, and they can go to, is it, it's Sedona.com is the website? Yeah, just, just like the city in Sedona, S-E-D-O-N-A.com. Awesome. Anywhere else, do you spend any time on social media or? Well, we have a, um, uh, I honestly, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but we have a social media presence. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, there are quotes from me that other people uh, curate they go through the materials and pull stuff out okay. that are new ones every, uh, and from Lester Levinson, because uh, that appear on the, the Sedona Method Facebook page. Okay. We have a YouTube page which has hundreds of free videos of myself. And also, um, I have a podcast called Letting Go and the Greatest Secret, uh, inspired by Rhonda Burns book the greatest secret i was in the secret and the greatest secret yeah. uh, and so i have a podcast and so the podcasts are available where all podcasts are available but the the videos of them are on our youtube channel so there's there's probably at least 300 or 400 videos there wow okay. and that's also the sedona method that's the video channel awesome and so those are that we we have an instagram but it's really just a copy of what's on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's and so uh, whichever social media you prefer out of those. That's perfect. We, yeah. we are, you know, I'm not on Snapchat or <laughs> any of those other things. And yeah. there's so many now. I know. Track. It could be a time waster too. So yeah, it's probably a good thing. Yes. So <laughs> well, well, I'll link those up in the show notes. And hell, thank you so much for joining. This was a an absolute blast. I appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's great to be with you, Brian. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianondraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, 
mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.